Shut up and sit down. Welcome to the Roofer Report, brought to you by Roofer.com. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Roofer Report. I am your host, Pete McKendrick. Excited to be here again with you guys and really excited about my guest here. We just launched an incredible integration here at Roofer with a great company in the industry called Company Cam. Uh, I'm sure everyone is very familiar with, and if you're not, definitely check it out. But I'm very excited here today to have Luke with me. And I want to give him a minute just to introduce himself, talk a little bit about Company Cam, and then we'll get into it. So what's up, Luke? Nice to have you. Hey, Pete. Glad to be here. Excited to be integrated with Roofer. Yeah, so I'm Luke, founder, CEO of Company Cam. I come from the roofing industry. My Growing up, my well, to this day, but crucially for me, growing up, my dad owned a roofing company in Lincoln, Nebraska, and I would clean up the job sites and graduated to tearing off shingles and then graduated to nailing down shingles and eventually did most every job you can do at a, like a local roofing business. And the company cam came out of that, just saw a need that we had and thought, Hey, I think other people have the same problem. And so moved from roofing to tech, which there's a, any business, there's a lot of similarities just how you treat people, how to got to make money, et cetera. But then it's also just very different. So it's been, it, it's just been super good though. Super fun. Yeah. I think that's a great, it's a great story. So many companies in this industry have a similar story where the, the founder, the owner came out of the background of being in the industry. We have a handful of us here at Roofer that are straight out of the roofing industry or the construction industry. You know, my one rule was always that I wouldn't get up on a roof. I'm terrified of heights. So I did pretty much everything in contracting except actually getting on a roof. And now I work for a roofing software company. So ironic there, but <laughs> it is what it is. And so I've learned roofing in and out as part of it. Obviously I was around it and I understand contracting. And like you said, a lot of those businesses are similar. It's been very interesting for me to learn the ins and outs of the roofing business. And, and it's nice to see someone like yourself that came out of that same background. Someone so, escape. Yeah. It's yeah. good it's when you meet someone <laughs> yeah, exactly. that has escaped. Yeah, They're not <laughs> on the roof. Made the move, uh, right? <laughs> yeah. It's funny. Cause like I, maybe I may, I am scared of heights as the next person, but not really. I just been on enough roofs. My brother, my younger brother who runs the family roofing business now, he's the CEO. He'll get on a roof, but he is more scared of heights. Like I remember getting up. It's like a pretty, it was maybe an eight twelve, but it was like this tall, like hotel. So it's like, I say tall, it's four stories tall, but we had a huge ladder. We had to go up and him getting off the ladder. I was looking at him like, you all right? You don't look good. I am worried. Like I can look at this and you can just like go down because you don't want someone on the roof who's like a being too tentative. It's like, it almost makes it worse. Like you can have to move with confidence and kind of know your limits. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the heights thing, it will scare a lot of people away because if you're not used to it and you didn't sort almost grow up doing it that first time you get on like a three story, like eight, 12 or something, or something you can hypothetically walk. It's not, you're being real careful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. That definitely was something that kind of turned me off the first couple of times I was up there. <laughs> I watched these guys. I'll never forget one of my first exposures to roofing. I was a trim guy. I did trim exterior and interior trim and we're trimming a house and these guys were roofing the house next door to us. And there's like a 40 mile an hour wind blowing. And these guys are walking the roof with four by eight sheets of decking. And I was like, not for me, like watching these guys hold on for their life as they're like carrying these four by eight sheets across this roof. 
getting blown by this upcoming. Yeah, like, dude, I can't carry a piece game. of OSB across my yard when in, exactly. in a wind like that because we get those from time to time. Yeah, there's an old story. I think my dad told me this. I can't. It sounds fake. It probably is fake, but like we're in the Midwest, <laughs> like we're in Lincoln, Nebraska. So like you, it, periodically, you'll see these like giant grain bins, like huge. They're like ten stories tall or something that they were working on one of these and a guy like fell off and but held onto this sheet of plywood and didn't die landed i don't know if he got hurt or whatever but it's funny because when you said that i was like i was really hoping you weren't going to say and this guy just went sailing i mean they were just about doing that so it was incredible yeah that was really my first exposure and i was like yeah not roofing's not for me but so let's dive into a little bit you're in the roofing industry like you said you graduated up through the ranks to be nailing shingles and stuff like that and where did you really see the need where did company can actually come from yeah it's hard so at the time i was managing our like exteriors division so trim like fascia soffit we did some windows tried not to occasionally we did doors also tried not to but mostly this kind of fascia soffit stuff and then i was also doing our marketing so we maybe had 50 employees around this time so it was like a decent sized company but it wasn't massive and I remember specifically, we went out to do this. We were going to go put the trim up, like new facial wrap up on this, like it's simple two-sided house. We're looking at the work order. It's like one story, whatever, like a piece of cake. And we get there and it's like, yeah, like it's one story at the front of the house. You could get up there with a 10 foot, 12 foot ladder, but the back is two story because it's on a grade and then it's like a 12, 12. So if you want to get up to this peak to wrap this fascia, like you need like a 32 foot ladder. And just, I remember how frustrated I was. It was a series of these events of being like, if we, if I was looking at pictures instead of a piece of paper, I would not be having the problem I'm having right now. And so I was trying to get people to like, give me photos. So I set up the Dropbox. Hey, we'll put them in this Dropbox. Well, no one remembers and puts them in the wrong folder. And I'm like the worst offender because I can't remember to do anything. And then people would hand you like the memory card, like back in the day, it was like that tiny little <laughs> micro SD card. If you're watching the video, I actually have one right here, one of these tiny <laughs> things. And then you'd put it in the bigger one and then you would put that in your computer. And I was just thinking, okay, we're taking all these photos. We need to be doing this. Other people are doing this to some degree. And I'm Googling around for some solution, like some app, because my basic premise is taking tons of pictures, organizing them by location so that we can find them. That it was basically, it was that. And I wanted to do this. I was calling it the shingle finder to put a bunch of pictures on our website. Cause I fundamentally believe like you, no one knows what like drip edge is or counter flashing or whatever. But if you show someone a picture and you're like, you like it like this, or you like it like this, or the other guys do it like this, but we do it like this. Everyone can see something and be like, oh, I like nice and new and clean versus old and dirty and disgusting. <laughs> like everyone can tell the difference. <laughs> so like. It all boiled down to this picture thing is a pain. I can't find the ones that I took. I can't find the ones that anyone else took. All the files are named like image underscore four, seven, one, nine, two, six. And I'm like, this is, right. and I was listening to some podcast. I think it was smart passive income with Pat Flynn, which I listen to periodically. Great podcast. But I, at some point I was like, okay, no one's doing this. I'm convinced that this needs to be done. I'm certain I want this right now. I know that this is not just like a, our company, roofing company problem. It's like a bigger thing. And I was like, we should just do it. So I run on the ask forgiveness versus permission framework usually. <laughs> so I hired this kind of local development shop of like software engineers to build 
I say I hired, by the way, very loosely because I use the company money. It's basically my dad's money to do this first little version of company cam as like a proof of concept. Basically, like, hey, is this something that would work for us? And the whole premise was we're carrying around these cameras with GPS computers attached to them built on like supercomputers, basically. And we should be able to take pictures that automatically organize themselves by the place that you are. So that later when we're like, what were the photos from over there? They're just there. No one had to like decide to do anything with them. They just are there and we just, we can find them. That was like the big thing I was trying to accomplish. And so the first version of company cam, it truly did automatically organize them. It like we came up with this like smart, I think it was smart at least, where this thing where you would take the photos and it was based on the time, create like a session just in the background. And all the photos would be like, there would be a GPS coordinate connected to them. And we'd find the center point of all those GPS coordinates from every single photo. And then we would go to basically call over to Google and be like, hey, what's the address at this coordinate? And then we would save them all under that coordinate. And it actually worked really well, except we could not rely on Google to give us the right address like every time. <laughs> like it was right nine times out of 10, but we're in Nebraska again. So you go... 10 miles one way or the other. And there's the addresses are wonky or it's some little town and they'll like put the pin on this house, but actually it's this house. And then that may have improved now, but it was wrong often enough that we decided we couldn't make it just like fully automatic. So now, and to this day, what company cam does is it basically suggests the address to you based on the GPS coordinate, but then you can drag the pin around and change it or type it in or whatever. And so initially it was all about just capturing them, getting them organized without people having to decide to upload them or remember to do that. And what we realized pretty quickly is that once we were do doing all this in this app, that we could actually just stream them and create like a feed so that instead of you, if you wanted to look at something, you go to the folder and you find it and you look at it, you kind of have to like decide that you want to go look at something versus like Instagram or whatever, like you open it up and there's, oh, there's just photos. They're just getting delivered to me basically. And I can just scroll and look at them. We were trying to do that for, for our company. And we just blindly stumbled into that value, which that real time, now we call it visual communication, just seeing what's happening at everywhere where everyone is. That's what people don't want to go back from. Once they get that and they can just open that feed, like in their truck, on the toilet, whatever, and be like, oh, look, Adam, is going to finish today. Oh, nice. Jose dropped off that stuff. The daily right. of all the roof, of all the stuff that goes into running a roofing company, just seeing it happen, you feel a lot better about everything that's going on. Sorry, long story. That's how we started. No, no, it's good. So I guess my question would be, now you guys are in, you guys have essentially evolved to be in a ton of different verticals in the construction industry at this point. Was it always, was the goal always to be geared towards roofing or was the goal initially, hey, this could work for everybody or did you guys just stumble into that after you've built you this know, product for the roofing industry? That's a really good question. So we knew that it was working for us. We figured it would work for other roofing companies, but really the goal pretty much all along was contractors. If you are a contractor, roofer, plumber, pool builder, painter, you name it, you have this problem where the work happens over here, you can't be there, and you need the documentation and the communication where photos are the center of that. The photos, like the truth on the ground, this is the state. I don't have to send you a big text explaining everything to you. You can just see it. Anywhere where that situation arose, 
and we thought, okay, contractors have this problem and the problem is similar enough across all these contracting trades that we can make a solution to it. And it's not just roofers. So that's really what we were, we were thinking, but roofing is what we knew. We knew roofing. We, all the shingle manufacturers, the, the software, we just knew enough people to get a foothold. Whereas if we would have gone and tried to sell the painters day one, I don't know. I don't know anything about painting. It's funny to me because one of the first and one of the only real pieces of tech that I used in construction before I came over to the SaaS side of the business was a product called Co-Construct. It was a CRM at the time. And it's funny because they had an app, but the only thing that we did in that product was take pictures. That's what we used it for. We literally would take pictures and communicate amongst ourselves using the photos and commenting on the photos. So it's, it's funny because I think that was a pre, I think that was before you guys existed, to be honest, when I was still in the contracting field. And that's literally all we were using that product for was exactly the problem that you guys solved. And yep. it was funny because we had this big CRM robust product that did a lot of great things. And we just completely underutilized it because really all we wanted was to capture photos and be able to organize them and be by job and be able to communicate. It's inc that's an a good incredible. Sales pitch. Yeah. You know, like I need to run with incredibly that. Simple Who needs product. all this other stuff? Just take pictures. Uh, yeah, exactly. Well, no, you know, construct. Like you said, it's at the root of it though. That's at the heart of every thing that you're doing. Like you said, I could type you a paragraph long text, but showing you a picture is going to explain it so much better than I could ever explain it in words. Yep. And you can always text someone a picture. Like there, the thing is, even if you are sending pictures around without a tool that's made for that, it's always going to be splintered or whatever. And so our thought was like, look, we're not going to try to be everything. Co-construct was everything, mainly for home builders. Like it was right. like, you're building a house. Hey, you need to do change orders for the customer and you want to do your accounting and did everything. They got acquired by Builder Trend maybe a couple of years ago, who's right up yeah. the road from us in Omaha, Nebraska. And now we're, I, we're building an integration with Builder Trend right now. And hence, I believe with co-construct too, but I can't be certain about that. But that, what we've landed on is visual first job site communication. And it is crucial. And once you start doing it, it's, no one's Googling that. You know what I mean? Like people right. are Googling like, Hey, roofing management software, measure a roof. Like there's lots of things, you know, that you need and you like, you just, you can look right for it and go find it. Yeah. And we were like, oh, it's a camera app for contractors. No one's Googling or looking for that. So we kind of <laughs> had to get out there and show it to people. And it's like, once you see it, then you're like, oh, okay, I get, I can understand it. But that was really hard for us at the beginning is that it wasn't a category that really existed, which is a benefit and a curse. Like the curse is that no one's looking for it, but the benefit is that no one else is doing it. If you can get yeah. through there, it's, oh, we're the only people standing here. That's nice. It's funny because that kind of leads into my next question that I was going to ask you is now I've been in this side, in the SaaS side of the business for five plus years, and you guys have never had any competition. You know what I mean? In every vertical that you see like measurements and proposal software and CRMs, you always have people coming in and out trying to do what you're doing. You have a couple of monsters that rise to the top and become the big players in that vertical. And it's always just been you guys. And I think maybe that answers the question why, like maybe because it's not a product, it's not a product that people were 
looking for because maybe they didn't even really understand that they needed it until they saw it and realized they needed it yeah uh, and maybe that's there's why like a steve jobs level arrogance there probably <laughs> that uh, uh, well I'll tell them what they need or whatever but i really like like making things like cool technology the idea of building something i can't be bothered to maintain anything like my house you can't see this room, but it is it is a disaster. Like the idea of maintenance of things is just, I, oh, no way. I don't want to do it. Now, building something, that's fun. I'll build a deck. I'll build an app. Like the idea of making something. And right. I've had this pretty strong kind of perspective of what this thing is. Because if you start trying to make software, people are going to tell you what they want. They're going to tell you that they want it to do proposals, to do their accounting, yeah. to be their by company chat. And it's not like everyone's saying that to you all the time. You'll get pulled in a million directions. Yeah. And like, you got to hear it all. You have to listen to it for sure, because there's tons of wisdom there and you learn a, like a lot, but you also have to know what you're actually trying to do because something that tries to do everything does nothing. That's my basic opinion. If you're trying to do everything, you're not going to do anything well. And there's times where you can win or maybe you're the first or there's like space in the market for that. That's a strategy. But our strategy is the do this like narrow kind of like field capture and communication and try to do it better than anyone else. Then try to keep getting better. And then th there's a big market there. Like you can, there's like a lot of opportunity, but not getting sucked into trying to also be a CRM, trying to also be like, there's just a lot of things that you can do and it's hard to stay focused. And we haven't perfectly. Like we got into that AR measurement stuff because I saw it and I was like, I saw some random demo of back like augmented reality. And I was like, that is awesome. That's crazy. So we built it and we had this mathematician guy working. He still works for us. It was the six year anniversary, the end of the week working here and he's the best. But that actually like measuring things is not company cam. It looked cool. It's connected to capturing info in the field, but that's not for us. That's for roofer and everyone else. That's, but that's not for company cam. And we, but we lost sight of that for a little while and had to realize like, okay, that's not a path worth going down. We're never going to be the best at that. It's just a thing that we do. And if you can't focus on it, then like the next person who is looking at it and focusing on it is going to just run right past you because they're like, they know where they're going. I love that. Cause to be honest, I say exactly the same thing. Having come from a CRM, right? Cause I worked for CRM in this market, when I first came to the SaaS side of the business, you very easily get sucked into that because every person that you talk to has great input, but sometimes their input is very specific to their company. And it's, if I listen to all of it and try to do all of it, it's just a giant rabbit hole that you just continue to go down further and further. And I said exactly the same thing when we talk about stuff here at Roofer, if you try to take on too much, you become mediocre at all of it. And you don't, you gotta focus on the things that you're good at and like you said, just become the best you can at that. And I think what I find interesting about it is that I think that's a constant debate amongst contractors too, oh, yeah. is how much stuff do I do as a contractor? And I know roofing is a big one, right? Do I just be a roofer? Do I become a roofer and a cider? Do I become an entire exterior guy? I worked with one roofing company when I was at my former job, huge company that literally, if your ceiling leaked, they had drywall guys that would go inside and do drywall work. It was like, they were literally a GC calling himself a roofer. And it's how much do you take on and does it work the same way in the roofing industry? Do you become 
somewhat mediocre at everything because you're spread so thin. It's a really as opposed good to just question. say I'm a roofer and that's all I do, right? Yeah, I don't. So I don't know that there's a set way to think about that, but that's a great. We have that question, and in software, it makes sense. So easy to ask for a feature, but it's also right. easy for a customer to be like, "Hey, my window needs to be replaced," and you're like, "Okay, I could like." Yeah, I'm here anyway. Give it right? away as a referral, but I'm standing right here. Yeah, we could just do that. I think I don't know. I okay. There's a the difference. Let's say between like management. I say sometimes there's inventors and there's managers. This is a dramatic oversimplification of the world. Okay, and I'm not married to this, but the idea of I think I would put myself in that like inventor category. It's I, like I'm bad at managing people. I'm bad at maintaining things. And I know that, and I try to get better. I don't want to be a catastrophe at anything, but that's not my strength. Whereas if your strength is operational excellence, then kind of expanding like your operational ability when, because you know, that's how this happens. Hey, would you do my gutters? And you're like, yeah, we could do those, figure out how to do that. And you can figure it out and you can set it up and you can make the clocks run on time or the trains run. Then that kind of makes more sense versus this thinking of, okay, how can we, like, I don't know, that invent is quite the right word here anymore, but the difference between kind of the operational excellence and let's say more of like the kind of vision side of what would it look like for us to be like the best roofing company we could be, or, or like almost like a brand differentiator is I think right. what it comes down to. And like roofing is like yeah. that, how can we make our identity an actual differentiator in, in sales and in our execution versus just scaling our operations. And you always need to do both, you know, you, like, or you want to, if you can be great at making this sure. amazing brand that people hear your name and they're like, oh, those quality trust, they're saying all those words in their head and you do, you can scale operationally. That's the holy grail and more power to you. But that's a whole lot of talking to say, I don't know, but I think the kind of personality of the person like has a lot to do with it because it's, and it's more of what you like and what you want to put your energy into. And I know for me, putting my energy into that kind of ever expanding, almost like horizontal, oh, we do this and we do this. It's like Zoho comes to mind of the, oh, we just see anything that exists and we clone it and you can do it in Zoho or something like that. That's just not interesting or exciting to me. The idea of making something awesome is really exciting to me. That's interesting. Yeah. Cause I think that you see roofing companies that do everything and you roofing companies that just do roofing and you see people who are successful doing both. I've also seen people that were a complete train wreck doing both. So I think I like that insight. I think that it depends on the type of person you are. And I think you have to know your own capabilities and know where your strengths are and what you're capable of doing if you're going to go down that road. And then potentially it could be a very successful venture to add some things to the, to the stable there, as opposed to just sticking with one, but in, in other it's cases, really generous that you called be... it an insight there. Yeah. I, I think that's a stretch. It's more like a <laughs> wild shot in the dark now, but yeah, it, everything it's your time and place. Where are you? What do you want to accomplish? And how, because how do you want to spend your time? Do you want to spend your time trying to operationalize all this stuff? Or do you want to spend your time? trying to almost like perfect the one thing and you're going to spend your time probably one of those two ways. Yeah, I agree. So one of the questions I wanted to ask you is you guys pretty much from day one coming into this market have really differentiated yourself with your branding and your marketing. 
And it's one of the things that I enjoy the most about you guys, to be honest. I've always been a huge fan of what you guys do. And I love the approach, the com comical approach to the way you guys market the company. And it very much equates to the culture, I think, of your company as well. And uh, I, my question is, did that stem straight from you? Or was that like a conscious decision to go that route? Or... You know, like a little you of both. That way? <laughs> yeah. And then some. So <laughs> yeah, I don't like things that are boring, just normal, boring. I'm always looking for whatever sort of weird PR angle or what would be like exciting or interesting or something like that. But we like when we started, there was a there was another local startup that was doing this like Uber for tool rental. So the idea is, oh, I need a whatever you might go over to a tool rental place or like a legit, I'm trying to think of what the, one of these places is called. You need like a big heavy duty tool that you don't have or like a saw or something. And so you go rent it. They were trying to do that kind of like peer to peer, like in an app. And the company was called, it read as Twerk. And that their slogan was put your lazy assets twerk. And so they called the company T like W O R K. And it just didn't, quite twerk, let's say. And so the founder of that company, I was like, look, you can keep trying to hammer at this. Cause like, I think it's one of those things that it could work. Like lots of things sound like bad ideas until all of a sudden, like we're all calling taxis from our phone. And it's like, oh, obviously why would we do anything else? But I was like, we need to do like marketing, branding, get customer. Like we need to do all this stuff. And he was, his name is Kyle King. He was like a, he was like a designer and kind of marketing person, a really good sense for kind of brand and that kind of stuff. And we brought him on as our maybe sixth or seventh employee, roughly. And this was six years ago or something. And a lot of the, between him and Caleb, who's the first designer we hired over there, a lot of the kind of like initial stuff was through them. And it was basically us all going like, we want it to be interesting and different. And then I would always tell everyone, look, my tolerance for whatever you're going to say is like at the ceiling, like you're going to offend yourself and your <laughs> uncle and your mom before you like offend me. As long as you're not deliberately trying to be like really mean to someone. And even then do they deserve it? That's a good question. <laughs> we just responded to this guy. This is what, okay. I walked past our social media manager. Yeah. Like it wasn't yesterday. It was like end of last week. And she was like, ask me some question and how to someone had written a comment on one of her ads. And it said, this thing is so stupid. Maybe you should have a good idea if you want to make any money or some version of that. Give okay. us just one of these like comments. And she clicked on his, on his profile. He was raising money to buy his tools or something because they got stolen, like to rebuy tools. And I said, just tell him if we get that good idea, we'll help him out getting his tools back or whatever. And she wrote it and she was like, you said I could write. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, this guy is just being a jerk and I don't want to be like, go out of our way to be mean to him. But I do want to run with that. What am I trying to say? That kind of, I don't know, confrontational is not the right word, but this Edgy. whatever kind of, yeah. And not just for the sake of it, but it's just, to me, it's fun and it's interesting. And I have, we made that deck picks video. If you've seen this video, yeah, have yeah. you heard of uh -huh. this deck picks? Yeah. yeah. So I, I just had that idea and I was like, that's funny. And one of our... One of our Courtney, who she retired, that's what I say, because she's got kids now and she's just stays <laughs> home and hangs out. And I see her on Instagram. She's like, 
Hawaii. I don't know what she's doing. She's everywhere. <laughs> anyway, her parents or her dad is from New Zealand. And the way that they say the word deck in New Zealand sounds like a different word that maybe you can imagine what that word is. Sure. <laughs> and I thought, oh, that would be a really funny way to illustrate the miscommunication that could happen if you're just talking. But if you have photos, then everyone's on the same page. And it was like, okay, can we do that? But can it be funny? And what I would tell everyone is like, it has to be funny. And when you're trying to do something actually funny, you're risking a lot more, right? Like you're risking embarrassed. If we're just trying to make an informational video, it's like, oh, whatever, like maybe no one cares, but it's not, I'm not putting a lot out there, so I'm not going to lose. A lot. But if you're actually trying to be funny, it could just totally flop. People could hate it, could offend people. You might look stupid because no one thinks it's funny and you did think it was funny type of a thing. And so I did try to give everyone permission. Like they know that, that they've got a decent leash to operate in. And sometimes I'm even like, be careful there type of a thing. <laughs> but on the whole, it's worked out really well. And people really like, like smart people that are talented, like working in that kind of environment in general. Like everyone wants to work hard, but they like having the idea that like, my boss is not going to come over here and tell me to tone this down. He's probably going to come over here and give me something that I think is probably too inappropriate to say in this video. And then we got to figure out what we're going to do with that. So yeah, I, so in a sense, yes, I'll take, I'll definitely take some credit, but it's once you get it rolling, like it was Kyle and Caleb and just bringing people in, then that kind of attracts similar people. And before long, it's just the way that it is. And it just carries forward. Yeah. And we haven't gotten in trouble yet. No, I think great. you guys have done a great job with it. I think that you guys definitely maybe pushed the envelope a little bit, but I think it's in a way that is very appropriate and it's funny. And they're just, I think they're very refreshing, to be honest. And I think the the fact that you guys do that and it's differentiates you guys in a way because no one else is really taking that approach is refreshing to see. And I think that especially in this industry, I think, like you said, your threshold's here. And I think as an industry, the threshold a lot of times is here. Like you can do a lot to roofers and not offend them. It's Yes, uh -oh. when you're talking to roofers, if you're talking to like the mom of four or whatever that, because we know our, I say we know our customer, like it's not a homogenous group where everyone's the same, but like in general, there's a tolerance for very semi-tame off-color humor Right. Uh, a lot of this deck picks thing that no, like no one canceled their subscription because of that. Let's just say, but I also told them, I, I tell our social media team, I'm like, look, if you're trying to be funny, honestly, if that's what you're going for versus trying to make some other like political point or be whatever other angle you could be going on. If you're trying to be funny, I will not fire. Like I'll investors. I get a thousand emails from all over the world. Like I don't care at all. You're good. So you need to just move with the knowledge that you're good. And that, I think that helps. Cause I think a lot of it, sometimes people like, I don't want to say eh, like self-censor to some degree, but it's, you know, no one got fired for hiring IBM type of thing. Like you do the kind of down the middle thing. It's like safe and you're not putting anything on the line. Whereas if all of a sudden I start getting calls from one of my investors, because one of my interns is being snarky on Snapchat or something, that's like, is it even worth it? And what I've told them is it is worth it. And I'm trying to reinvigorate that. It's funny that you said that. Cause like, we've been way too nice. We've just been posting thumbs up when these <laughs> idiots come onto our threads and start saying, 
it, and let me say this. It's people that go out of their way to just write some attack, like insult. Is it, this is the only people that we're remotely going after. If you're just anything other than that, a legitimate question, hey, we're here to be helpful. But to me, if you step into our post and write some snarky comment, then it's, it's fair game at that point. Right. No, and one of my favorite things to do, we're big on social at Roofer. And one of our, my favorite things to do is just cruise these posts on the roofing sites and read the comments because sometimes they are just incredibly funny to oh, watch yeah. the exchanges that happen in the comments. And to be honest with you, like I've had webinar and podcast topics come out of the comments that, that have come from some of these posts where people are just commenting about their experience or just like you said, just trying to be rude in their response. And it's hilarious. Like you, you just see some incredible stuff on there. It's funny. Yeah, it sure is something sometimes, but yeah. <laughs> in general, like, that's the thing is it's like these crazy lunatics who are having the worst day of their life mixed with like. 10 people having a really interesting conversation where you're like, Oh, I never thought of that. Oh, I didn't know that was happening in Wisconsin. Like all the stuff that you can learn just reading through there. And then some guys go F yourselves. And you're like, well, <laughs> calm down, buddy. Sorry. We're just trying to offer our app to you. Okay. It's, yeah. it's not that serious. <laughs> so speak a little bit to the, the culture that you guys have built there, because I really, the way I really have enjoyed, to be honest, you built, so we built an integration with you guys. So we got to work very closely with your team, with Mike over there and Jordan and them. And it's been a great experience for us. You guys are great to work with. But you enjoyed back. working with Jordan Roark? Is that what you said? <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I've never that. heard anyone say that. So I'll oh, there you have go. to let her know. No, shut <laughs> Let her know. <laughs> Jordan specializes in making fun of me in our Slack. Like once a month, she'll just like write some snarky comment. But in fact, the perfect example, she said... I was at the coffee shop and this, she's posting this in our company chat, like our Slack. Yeah. The barista lady was like, oh, I know 15 people that work over there. They're all so awesome. And she was leaving this nice comment. I said, funny, I know 200 people that work here and I can't stand any of them. <laughs> and then she said, you were notably absent from the list of people that she liked working here or something. And it just, everyone was piling on, on making fun of me and that, but that, <laughs> so to that point, Jordan is awesome. Mike is, the, the, that team is fantastic and especially with these integrations and relationships and getting out and learning but that kind of no one is sacred here i will i don't know give people a hard time i want to enjoy i give every time we hire new people we try to they start on like these two-week increments and it's not every two weeks we have new people starting it'll be like a hiring class sometimes it's one person sometimes it's seven people and i give them this talk about hey i really like this place now granted i'm biased I own this company, but I really like working here. I like coming in here every day. I care about the success of this company a lot. But what I also really care about is the fact that we don't hate each other after we're done doing this. I don't want to bump into you at the grocery store in 10 years and be like, oh, grief. Sarah's over in aisle 11. I'm going to I'll go get the chicken or whatever. <laughs> like, yeah, I like yeah. <laughs> I want to enjoy it. We spend a lot of time doing this and I want it to be like fun, like we have to get work done. It, like we're, we take it seriously, but I just, I want to enjoy it. And I want it to fit in my life in such a way that I can keep my own priorities in order. Like I have wife, kids, some hobbies, sometimes things that I want to spend my time doing along with running this company 
and I just tell everyone, like, when you first start, it'll, this whole thing will happen to you. You'll, because like you're coming in and there's a different people and personalities and a culture, but then you're going to contribute to it. Like you are going to bring something new here that wasn't here before. And I'm looking forward to that. And if, if you come in and you're enjoying your work and you're caring about what you're doing and you're enjoying the people you're working with, then you're basically that is in a sense contagious. And it really is like that. Like you, we've brought in a lot of people over the last, let's call it 18 months and just like a ton of awesome people that like are bringing in, they're adopting the sort of culture and the atmosphere, but they're also like creating it at the same time because they're bringing in their kind of who they are and their perspective. And yeah, the, so the culture, I would say the sort of, I don't know, I don't know if it's a public persona, the brand, like un sanctimonious. That's not the right word. I don't know. I'm looking, I don't know words. Good. I, we do apps <laughs> and roofing, but it's just not taking it too seriously, like working hard and caring, but not taking it too seriously and making it a point for it to be like enjoyable and fun has worked really well for us up to this point. And it, but that's of all the things that I worry about culture is like the number one thing. I don't worry about some other person starting another app or whatever, whatever, good luck, plenty of apps out there, a lot of companies in the world that sure. that's not, but the idea of the state of the world where everyone's like at each other's throats 24 seven and the kind of like the idea of our company becoming one, like this place that like people don't want to be, or that they're scared of each other or that thing. Like that to me is like my, the thing that I worry about. That is what I don't want over anything else. Cause like everything is downstream from the people, like the people make the product, sell the product. Like, it's like good people and everything else comes after that. And we, I care about it a lot. We talk about it a lot, but it's also just something that kind of happened and I end up getting credit for it or on this podcast. I'm the only one here, so I will take <laughs> all, but it's, it's definitely just tons of other people just being awesome. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that wasn't helpful at all. No. Yeah. I mean, it is. And I think though, what do you think of the idea of the, obviously now with me being a roofer, company culture is a huge thing for us as well. And I think the people are a huge piece of why Roofer has become as, as successful in the business as it has. What are your thoughts of how that equates to roofing companies? Because to be honest, I think software service companies as a whole tend to take this people-centric approach. And I don't know if that's necessarily the case when you go over into the roofing side yeah. of the business. And you do know, you think roofing companies would be more successful if they were to take that type of approach? Or is it just such a different industry that does not really equate? I mean, so caring about the people that work at your company and caring about it being an environment, like a good collaborative environment is always important. And that's across every company, everywhere, all the time. I do think it, it is different in the sense, okay, you have these crews. There's, it's just a lot more independent kind of work happening like in a lot of different places. And it's less maybe truly holistically collaborative. Like we're building this one product and we're doing all these different things, but we're like building this thing that we're, that other people are using versus doing all of these different jobs. And so I, that there's a ton of overlap 
there's also some amount of difference. And I don't, people, I know roofing companies who have done an awesome job around like company culture and values and having it be a place that gets a lot of work done, but people like to work at. And a lot of it is just people feel like they matter. Like you can, there's this book in startup land, tech companies read called what you do is who you are. And the point is you can make up all this company culture stuff, but like what you actually do and how you treat people and, you know, when the rubber meets the road, that's what you are. And no one cares about all of your values that you write on the wall and all of this stuff, <laughs> unless it is also who, like what you do. And so when, especially now with labor being such a competitive advantage, it's hard to find people. It's hard to find experience, people that are willing to put in the work that it takes to do. I mean, it's not even just like the roofing itself, driving around selling, like it's all hard. None of it is simple. It doesn't come easy to you. And so having a place that people want to be, which can be everything, it doesn't have to be like our company or it can be a different culture, let's say, but a thing that is true that people can select into and select out of. And I think, I don't know if this really harkens back, but it's that idea of like knowing your customer, I was I'm connecting this to our conversation earlier on whether you want to do all of these things or be narrow, but it's if you have an identity and you're not trying to be everything to everyone, you're trying to be what you are, let's say, then you can attract people that are into that. And you let's say repel people who are not into that. And it's not perfect. It's not like everything is going to fit together, but sure. you can give yourself a better chance of that when you can clearly say, this is what we're about. This is what we're trying to be. And then when people come in, like I've had these new hiring people, like at the end of the week, be like, wow, I heard all this stuff about this place, but it's actually what you said it was. And they'll even <laughs> say that like six months later. And I'm like, yeah, we're not like, that's the whole point is that we're not trying to make it better than it is. Cause it's not perfect. Like any, a software company, every company is an ongoing slow motion disaster that you're trying to maintain. <laughs> Like, so that it doesn't spill out like everywhere else. Cause things are always like not quite working and there's plenty of things, especially in contracting. It's like any given day, customers right. frustrated. We, but we backed into someone like there's just right. enough things that, that it's never going to be perfect. But when people are like, oh, they are who they say they are. And they actually do care about me, the employee, the person like that. I really do believe that goes a long way. And we have really low like attrition at our company of churn, that's a software term, uh, but like, turnover, yeah, yeah, churn, yeah, churn user, churn employee, People churn. you don't see a lot of employee churn, but yeah. So I, sorry, that's again, I tend to talk a lot and then lose my train of thought, but I, <laughs> I there's a lot that you can do and it's totally worth focusing on because I think if you're the owner or the CEO or you name it, like your job is people a hundred percent. Your job is find people that are better than you, that can work with the rest of your people that, that want to be there and then hand them more and more responsibility and then go find more people. And it's like that, the better you are at doing that, of finding people that are that, that kind of fit, that want it, that get it, that you can bring in and help orient everyone to move the same direction, the bigger the opportunity you have. And so what yeah i don't know what that means in any given culture anywhere i just know that like the p it is it's the people stupid yeah no I, that's great advice because i think especially when we build a business 
like a roofing business, right? Maybe I started nailing on shingles as a one person deal and I've built myself, built my reputation and built my business up. A lot of times contractors try to do too much, right? And stay too involved and they don't focus on the people because they're so focused on the process or the day-to-day -day operations. And so that they never really truly build a team because they almost micromanage it. I think part of it is a little bit of trust. Part of it is a little bit of micromanaging because it's your baby and you built it and it's your reputation. Absolutely. But at the same time, I think, like you said, it's a great advice. Your job has to be the people. And if you get the right people there, then it'll do amazing things for the company. And I think finding those and people- you don't really have, Yeah, you can be, I don't know, what are right. doing whatever you're golfing or something. No, but the right. it's hard, that handing off of responsibility. It's funny you say, not funny that you say micromanaging, but like I'm, I don't know, I, I don't have the proclivity maybe to like micromanage people as much as like things that are getting built. I have a very strong opinion about, and I want to tell people what to do. Do this, don't do that, do this, make it look like that, add some more padding, whatever design <laughs> idea. And, and I still do a fair bit of that more than I should, but like reminding myself, no, like you find the right people, give them room, try to give them the principles by which to make decisions that you are using to make decisions so that they can, they don't have to bring you every decision, but there's always that point where it's like, is this person quite ready to take over, to take this responsibility? Probably not, but you have to give it to them anyway. And you can do it too early, but like you, you, you have to, you have to step out a little further than you want to. And they have to step up at that same time to take something over. And that, that, almost like that process of like handoffs of things is I think what like growing and scaling a business is. It is you continuing to well, find new things and then hand them off to other people so that if you don't show up for work, if you've got a cold like I have today, die looking at this screen all day. So I'm working. Everything just goes because they're doing it. What's funny. I have a contractor friend who said, trust your process. And then you don't have to worry about trusting the people because the process will take care of itself. There is a ton of wisdom there. In my case, I have to trust the people to build the process <laughs> who then can try, then I can trust the process. Then you can trust the process. <laughs> yeah. Cause I'm not, I can't build that process No, but no, that's really good. Yeah. I thought that was a really good insight. So what is running kind of long here? So I'll just try to wrap it up here. Cause I don't want to keep you all day, but <laughs> no, you're we could good. probably talk forever, but <laughs> But so what's on the horizon for company cam? What do you guys see? Where do you see the business going? And what do you guys think will be the next big step for you guys? We're, what is the next big step for us? There's a lot that we're working on. We, with our customers capturing so many photos at company cam, we're always thinking, how can we help these photos be more valuable to their business? And not just photos, it's videos. We just released this walkthrough video functionality right now. It's only on iPhone, but it like. It does your, it's kind of like a, uh, a loom, like it has your face in the corner. So if you were walking around, like you wow. can narrate it and it's personalized, it looks really cool. cool. And I think those are going to be really awesome, but like continuing to be the best way to capture in the field is number one. We got to, if you use company cam to capture that facilitates that communication. And then we're thinking, how do we put all of the stuff that we're capturing in this communication to work for our customers, to help them build trust in their business. That like you were saying, trust the process, like that we become part of that process that they can trust. So on a daily basis, they trust how things are going. 
we want to try to help them build trust with their customer. How can we, how can we do that? And that's the problem we're thinking about constantly right now. How do we help them build trust with the customer? And then we think in the long term, company cam can be a really good way for a contractor to build trust in the market. So that if you're, if someone's looking for you to be, they need to get their roof done or something that like through your use of company cam, that would can identify you as a trusted contractor. And there's like a million steps in between and like a ton of ideas, but that's what I'm excited about. I like it. I think that it's a great tool for that. I think that I've seen it used in a number of different ways. And I, one of the ways that I've seen it used is specifically that you know, to showcase your work and build that trust factor and that credibility on people's websites and in their social. And I think it's a great, great future step for you guys. I think that it's already in a way, I think some contractors, some of the more forward thinking contractors may already be using it to do that. And so it's a great for next step for you guys, for sure. We're hoping that it's fun. I think it will be. <laughs> Well, man, I really appreciate you coming on. I think it's great to get a little backstory on Company Cam. And I think that you guys continue to do great things for the industry and happy to be partnered up with you guys and continuing to work on what we can do maybe together to help build some products for the for the industry. The, our goal at Roofer is always to see what we can do to help the contractor to facilitate their day. And I think you guys are doing the same thing. I think that our, our vision kind of aligns very well. Happy to be working with your team and hey, glad I'm we're always on. looking to partner more. So <laughs> I'm glad that we got that integration done. This guy, I think people are going to love it. Yeah, I do too. I think it's a, a great tool and I think the comp, the products just complement each other so well. I'm very excited to have that. But I really appreciate you have coming on and sharing your story and sharing some insight, man. I pretty thanks for doing Thank it. Thank you, Pete. It was awesome. Man, I appreciate it. All right. Thanks everybody for joining us on the Roofer Report. Be sure to tune in next time. Talk to you soon.